Praise the Lord, everybody. So good to be back with the Apostolics of Belleville and to see all of your faces. It's like family reunion for us. And for so many of you, we've known many years, and like 75 or so. And so it really is. It's just our hearts are full and overflowing that we get a chance to be with you in ministry and also with you in fellowship. And then for those that we are meeting anew, we want to feel the same way about you. So let us, let us get a chance to know you a little bit. Come back to the, uh, the room, the hospitality room, so that we can make that connection. I do want to say real quickly, the table in the foyer area, just in the back of the auditorium area, there are several new projects that my wife has completed. And I'm not going to take time to speak about all of them this morning. Maybe we'll do that tonight or Monday. But there's children's prayer keepers that are incredible. A brand new book called Clothing in My Right Mind that has revelation for us in it. Uh, there's uh, journals and rest Bible studies. And you just want to make sure you go back there and let us talk to you about it when you get back there after service today. And we'll advertise a little more uh, as we go through the revival. I want you to bring your attention to Hebrews chapter 11. And uh, begin reading at verse 1 through 6. And then we will skip down to verse 27, 28, and 29. Verse 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. This is speaking of Old Testament characters. Throughout Hebrews 11, it speaks of Old Testament patriarchs of faith, explaining that these elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God so that things which were, are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith, all Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts by it, but he being dead yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death that was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. Wow. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Then from verse 27, still talking about faith. By faith Moses forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians are saying to do, were drowned, and etc. and etc. The operation of faith in this Hall of Faith chapter of Hebrews 11. But I want to share with you what's been a fresh word upon my heart this morning about when you know what you know, what you know. <laughs> I can remember elders saying that. I know that I know that I know. There's some things that come to you in life, it's more than just saying, oh, I believe that or I hear that or I know that, but you know. I bless you 
You may be seated. This is exactly what Hebrews 11 is saying to us. That faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. So through faith, verse 3, we understand. This word understand is the Greek word that speaks of exercising the mind. It is not speaking of some emotional attachment, but it's a reasoning thought that we have come to the mindset or to the intellectual understanding that God framed the word or the world by his word so that things that were not seen was made of those which do appear. Verse 6 says that without faith it is impossible to please God, for he that cometh to God must believe or know that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Believe and know can be interchanged throughout the Hebrew most places and also throughout the New Testament as well. That believing is not just some emotional experience, but it's what you know. I know that he has been good to me all my life. He's been faithful all my life. I don't have to guess. I don't have to try to work up some kind of emotional feeling. I, I know he is faithful. I know he has been good. It's what I know. The first time that you see this beginning to be exampled in the Word of God is when God speaks to Moses and says to Moses, you are going to be the deliverer of my people out of Egypt's bondage. And Moses said, this is the first time you see belief, this intellectual knowledge. He said, they will not believe. They do not know that you are talking to me in front of this burning bush that is not being consumed. They will not believe that you've anointed me and called me for this purpose. And so God said, Moses, what is in your hand? Well, it's a shepherd's rod. Throw it upon the ground. And when he did, it became a serpent. He said, now pick it up by the tail. I, I, I think if I'd have thrown it down and become a serpent, I'd have been a few yards away. Pick it up by the tail and it became a rod again. He said, this is a sign that you may know or that you may believe. You will have this gift and this authority to exercise it in front of my people so that they will believe. Furthermore, he said, put your hand in your bosom or within the cloak of your clothes. And when he brought it forth, it had leprosy, a contagious terminal disease. Put the hand again into your bosom and bring it forth. And this time it was completely made whole again. From what I'm reading here in Exodus, this is a gift and an authority of a sign that God gave Moses that when he showed God's people he has this gift, he has this authority, they would see this and believe. And then he said, furthermore, if they don't believe, 
you get some water from the river Nile and pour it upon the ground and when it turns to blood these are signs that they will know that I have called you that I have sent you as a deliverer and I will lead my people out of Egypt's bondage We don't see the scripture that speaks about Moses going and proving God through these gifts and anointings, but the scripture does say that they believed. And now God speaks to Moses, stand before Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and declare unto him that God says, let my people go. It's interesting to me that God declared that Moses should tell Pharaoh, Israel is my firstborn son. You need to know the way I feel about Israel. It's my firstborn son with the rights of birth, with the blessings. And I'm telling you, Pharaoh, king of Egypt, let my son go. Let my people go. And when Exodus 5 and 2 says that Moses told this to Pharaoh, and Pharaoh said... I know not the Lord. Who is this Lord that you're speaking of? I've got gods here in Egypt, a pantheon of gods. We serve the sun god here in Egypt. We we serve the god of the river Nile. We serve the god of weather. We serve the god. All the gods they serve that one by one plagues would absolutely come against their gods. These are the gods I know, but I do not know this God that you are speaking to. And now begins the ten plagues in Exodus 7, Exodus 8. You'll find this over and over. You'll find as the plagues come that God declares this. This is the plague that will happen because Pharaoh said, I know not the Lord. So therefore, when I stretch forth my hand and bring out the people of God, Egypt will know I am the Lord. He said, judgment will come to those who refuse to accept my word, and they will know. They shall know that I am God when I turn the waters unto blood, Exodus 7, 17. They'll know Exodus 8 and 10 when the frogs leap upon the ground, and then tomorrow when I get rid of them, they will know that Jehovah is the existed one, that there is none like unto the Lord. Exodus 8 and 22, when I separate Goshen, when I separate my son from those that are living in Egypt and I bring hell to fall down and drought and pestilence and those in Goshen, my son will not experience this. Then my people will know that there is none like me and they will know that I am their God. In Exodus 9, he said, when the hail stops falling, it will fall so that they may know. In Exodus 10, 1 and 2, God says that I have hardened the heart of Pharaoh that thy sons may know that I am God. I am the Lord God of Israel. I am the Jehovah, your Elohim. This is why the plagues came. The midnight death angel passes, Exodus 11 and 7 declares, It went not against the children of Israel that thou mayest know how good the God is that puts a difference between Egypt and Israel. 
Again, Exodus 14 and 14, I will harden Pharaoh's heart and he will chase after thee so that the Egyptians will see the judgment upon Pharaoh and his army and know that I am God. Exodus 14 and 9. Exodus 16 and 12, end of evening, you will eat flesh as the children of Israel in the wilderness wandering and began to cry out and they're murmuring, complaining. We want more than manna. God says, okay. In the evening, you'll eat flesh and in the morning, you'll eat bread so that you may know that I am the Lord your God. And when you become sick of eating all the meat that I am, meat sweats is upon you because of all the flesh that you have to eat. You'll know that I am the Lord your God. We are seeing a pattern here that God is not afraid to show He is your people. He will show that you, He is your God, and all of the world will see He's your God. He wants them to know. He wants you to know. He wants your sons to know, I am your God. Exodus 29, the law is being laid down. And it is clear that we are to keep the Passover. Why? Because if you revere and keep the Passover, Israel, then you shall know that I am your God that blesses you. Exodus 31 and 13, keep the Sabbath that you may know that I sanctify thee. Deuteronomy 4, 34 and 35 says, because I took a nation out from the middle of a nation. I took Israel out from the bondage of Egypt. All the nations should know that the Lord is God. Victory throughout the book of Joshua. And you'll find this now in Joshua You'll find it in Samuel, you'll find it in 2 Kings, 1 Kings. You'll find it throughout Jeremiah, Isaiah. We won't go through these, but over and over you'll find very specifically that God begins to say that when I bring victory, you will know that I am your God. If my people are not behaving like they should, I'll bring judgment, and because of judgment, you'll know that I am your God. God will not just sit by and let you wonder if He is your God. If you are out of the will of God, he'll bring judgment and you'll know he's your God. And if you're in the will of God, he'll bring victory and you'll know that he is your God. Some things you just have to know that you know that you know. And one of them is I have a God. I have a God. He knows who I am. He knows the way that I take. He is my God. Faith is described here in Hebrews 11 by saying it's faith that we know, that we understand. But without faith, it's impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must first know or believe He is. This is what's happening in the New Testament as Jesus is going down the road toward Jericho. And indeed, it looks like he would pass this part of the road right by. But there is an individual sitting by the road, a man blind. He's the son of Timaeus, blind Bart Timaeus. <laughs> and as Jesus is going on by, he lifts his voice and cries, Jesus! 
Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Faith causes him to cry out. But not just faith that I am going to be healed, but faith in who he is. The cry of Bartimaeus goes back to Old Testament prophecies. Zechariah 12 and 10 said this about the Christ or the Messiah. Prophesied, Zechariah declared this, I will pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplications. And they shall look upon me whom they pierced. They shall mourn for him as they mourn for one's only son. So Bartimaeus was saying something that I know, that I know, that I know is that this individual walking by, I cannot even see him. But I know who he is. He's the prophesied branch of David. He's from the house of Judah. So when I call out Jesus, I'm going to put that I know who he is. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. I know that you're the Messiah. I know that you're the Christ. I know this is what I know that I know. Because they that would receive from him must first know that he is and that he's a reward of them that diligently seek him. Jeremiah 23 and 5 is probably a prophecy that Bartimaeus knows well. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, speaking of again the prophesied Messiah. So these two Old Testament prophets are declaring that when the Christ would come and be the blind eye opener, the deaf ear and stopper, that Bartimaeus said, this is what I know. It declared that you would come from the branch of David. So when I cry out, Jesus, I'm going to say I know who you are. You are from the son of David. Have mercy on me. His cries are all the louder when people are trying to tell him to be quiet. And I'm not so sure they were saying that because he was being too loud. I think that they didn't want him to say that he was of the son of David. Because this is the battle and the argument throughout the Gospels. Is he the Christ or is he not the Christ? But Bartimaeus says, you can keep quiet if you want. And if you don't believe it, that's fine. But I know that I know that I know who he is. And when I declare for mercy, I will declare he's the son of David. The woman with the issue of blood talked about so much, preached about so many times. But this woman who has a 12-year government, the number of government that speaks of uncleanness in her life, gone to every physician she could, spent every penny she had trying to get better and only got worse because of the flow of blood that cannot be staunched by Levitical law that she's still living under. She's unclean. Everything she touches becomes unclean. Everywhere she goes, she's bringing uncleanness. But she comes to a knowledge. She comes to a belief and this understanding. If I can but touch the hem of his garment, I know that I know that I know I shall be made whole. 
But what do you know? It's an Old Testament prophecy that comes from Malachi chapter 4 and 2 that simply says, But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healings in his wings or particular in the borders of his garment. She said, I know who this is. It's not just a prophet among us. It's not just someone that is doing great things. But this is the prophesied Messiah of Malachi. And Malachi said that when the Christ would come, that there would be healing in the borders of his garments or within his wings. So when I declare in my mind, if I can just but touch the hem of his garment, I'm saying I know who he is. If you're going to receive from God, you must first know that you know that you know who he is and that he'll reward those that diligently seek him. When she determines in her spirit that if I can but touch the hem of his garment, she is declaring her knowledge of who he is. Others might not know who he is, but I know he's the Messiah. Others might not understand, but I know he's my God. Others might not believe, but I know that I know that I know. Daniel speaks a prophecy hundreds of years ago that reached right down to the destiny of this service today when he said that there will be in the last days the spirit of the Antichrist and wars and rumors of wars everywhere. But at the same time, there will be a people that do know that they know that they know. They shall know their God. And because of that, they shall be great and do exploits. Joel chapter 2, which we readily agree is a prophecy of the end time that we're living in now. When the form of the latter rain together should be poured out and God will pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. As Simon Peter began to quote on the day of Pentecost that this is that that was prophesied. But Joel 2 also says this, that I am in your midst I am your Lord, and my people that know this shall never be ashamed. Shall never be ashamed. Jesus is doing miracles in his ministry. And as they are lowering that paralyzed one into that crowded room, those on the roof had demonstrated great faith. And now Jesus makes this statement so that you may know the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. He said a miracle of healing is coming but you need to know I'm your Savior. He is always doing miracles and blessings and healings so that we know who He is. He said that you may know the Son of Man hath power to forgive sins. Matthew 9 and 6, Mark 2 and 10, Luke 5 and 24, all three Gospels declare it. 
Arise, pick up thy bed and walk. And the man is made whole so that they might know he is their Savior. Luke 4 and 34, Capernaum, an unclean spirit, cries out, Have you come to torment me because I, I know who you are, Holy One of Israel. So knowing that, the demon had no way to stay because he knows who he is. Sons of Sceva get into problems because they don't know. Jesus we know, Paul we know, but we're not sure who you are. Can I just throw this in that if you are going to be used in authority and in power of God, the enemy will know you. You will face him on a you will face him on a temptation trial basis. You will have to overcome him. He will you will have to be known of him if you expect to have power and authority. Knowledge is a powerful thing. It is more than just a belief or an exercise in our mind. But this is the way that faith operates even from Old Testament times completely through the place where we are living today. That if you're going to receive from God, then you've got to know who He is. You've got to know who He is. So in this time of destiny, in this revival, my question is simply this. What do you know that you know that you know? What can you point back to in your life and say, I might not know this and I might not know that and I'm not sure, but I'll tell you what I know. The man born blind said, I might not be able to argue with your theology. I might not be able to stand up against everybody else's lack of belief in my testimony, but this I know. I was blind Now I see if you have a testimony, this is the way I was, and now I'm not the same creature I was, then you know that you know that you know. Does anybody here remember the pit from which you were digged when you couldn't crawl out of that place by yourself, but a loving Savior reached way down to where we were and picked us up. And we know we couldn't do it by ourselves, but we know that we know that we know He loves us and He's our Savior. Faith, faith hinges on what you know. And when you make a decision, this is what I know. He showed signs to you. He's touched you here, healed you here, delivered you. But you've got to take all of these signs so that you will know and declare this I know. And when you know who he is, then you can cry out, Jesus, you're the Messiah. You're the son of David. Have mercy on me. Then you can make a decision if I can just touch. I know I shall be made whole. Stand with me if you would all over the place today. Huh. He... 
Let that worship flow for just a moment, would you? Somebody worship what you do know. (laughs) Jesus told the woman at the well, we worship what we do know. If you have a knowledge of who he is for you, just lift up your voice and worship just a moment. Courtney, come here, darling. Come here. It's what you need to know, Courtney. From your mother's womb, God knew you. And He ordained you for ministry, for calling, for purpose. You've known that all your life. But it seems like circumstance in life has ripped some of that out from under you and the hurt that you're walking through even now, the healing that you're seeking to a greater degree even now. What do you know? What do you know, darling? What what do you know? I know that I'm the loved of God. I know that all my life He's been faithful. I know He's been so, so good. Revive a passion. Let the condemnation fall off so we receive a a fresh passion of anointing and purpose. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. know all my life you've been faithful to me God I know all my life you've been so so good so I can have faith in your goodness and your faithfulness right now I know that I know that I know If you need a renewing of the Holy Ghost or you need to receive the gift of God for the first time, if you just know that He is your Savior, you can receive it in this place today. If you need a heal in your body or your emotions, all you got to do is know that He's your great physician. Father, You are my great physician. I know... I'm opening up these altars right now. Whatever you need from our God, if you were to bring your knowledge in your faith, bring your knowledge of who He is in your faith, there's healing, there's miracles, there's restoration, there's strength. Church, would you come invite somebody with you? It's time to exercise what we know. What we know, what we know. It's time to cry out like a Bartimaeus. It's time to reach out with faith. I know who you are.